What is up, everybody? We have a really special episode for you today. We've put 49 episodes now out now, and this is our 50th episode. So we realized we were thinking about it, and we've kind of talked a little bit about ourselves throughout the episodes, but in a very disjointed way. And so some people that we know that listen are like my mom and dad. Shout out to you. <laughs> but for everyone else out there, might not know a lot about myself or Rohan. Um, or they might know about one of us and not the other person. And so we decided it was probably be a good good time to talk about, you know, who we are and why we even started Recess in the first place. So Rohan, you you start. Talk about a little bit about yourself. Give your ev- elevator pitch. My Let's elevator it. pitch. It's going to be a little bit longer. It'll be a Empire State Building elevator. But, um, <laughs> All right, I'll step in when, so when needed. I was thinking about what I want to talk about, right? I could just do the standard, like, Oh, my name is Rohan. I'm a senior at the University of Illinois studying finance. Here's what I've done. Like, walk down a resume. I don't, I don't want to do that. Instead, I'll go a little bit deeper, more qualitative than just, like, stats on my resume of two things that I believe in that have basically shaped the way I live life. Okay. Um, so uh, junior year of high school in summer, I took a trip to India, but not, like, the nice parts that I usually go to. It was a solo trip, actually. And I went to one of the villages the Kesar Good Village um, in Gujarat, and I saw a bunch of these basically underprivileged people, kids, adults, and they were so happy. And this kind of like, it didn't bother me. It just shocked me a little bit. Like, they they have nothing, and they are so happy playing with what they have. And I'm thinking back at home, like, I complain about wet socks. I worry about how many likes or comments I'm getting on my latest Instagram post. And it's like, why Why does so much of the world exist like this? You know, why are some people who have everything, the ones who aren't happy and the ones who sometimes have nothing can be the happiest? And it made me go down this rabbit hole throughout the next few years of this concept that we've talked about in the pod before of like, you can't control sometimes what happens to you in life, but you always control how you react to it. And this is something that it's easy to just say, but I've seen it happen to me and, and I've kind of embodied over time. Um, so like... I've, I've had and, – and everyone has different kinds of levels of problems, right? I've had uh, – and I still think mine are pretty small compared to what people are going through. But like I've had uh, – Yeah, but everyone's, everyone's problems are like the biggest problem you ever face is the biggest problem you ever face. So like while it might be relative, like you don't know that because you've never lived someone else's experience, right? Yeah. And so like some things that might have happened in my life, like I've had a few friends pass away, one who even committed suicide in high school, um, tough breakups, someone moved across the world – injuries, health issues. I had really bad acne actually in high school, affected me self-consciously, and then even like little day-to-day things. But through these, I kind of learned from each one that, okay, on the surface, everything seems like it's awful right now, but actually there's a lot of lessons and things I could take away from these underneath that have actually helped me change as a person, right? Um, but I'll get into those in a sec. The second, re- I said there was two realizations. One of them was, and they tie together. One of them was that you can't control life, but you control how you react to it. The second one is from Steve Jobs' Stanford commencement speech. And one of his lines that he said in there was like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to just have this blind optimism and trust that all the dots will somehow connect in your future. Um, And you have to trust in anything, whether it's your gut, destiny, God, life, karma, whatever. And so that's also made me realize like different kinds of rejections I've had with jobs, internships, girls, schools, different kinds of proposals for anything, failures with sports, business ventures, investments. These things are going to happen. It's not like I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, nothing bad's happening in life. It's, it's all great. But it's also like the blind optimism makes me feel like 
one way or another, I'll be able to figure it out and deal with it when those bad days do come. Um, but like these different things that happen, like uh, when my friend Adam passed away uh, now almost two years, two years ago, um, and I like obviously cried for a little bit, but then I was like reflecting a little bit and was able to celebrate all the positive impacts that he left on people. I was able to have a stronger appreciation for the current relationships I have with different friends and family. Um, a sense of community was created with the shared loss. And I started to see these other things that were coming out of it too, right? Obviously, I was sad, but like what's happened has happened. Now what? What are you going to do about that, right? Um, tough breakups, like dated someone who ended up moving across the world, reflected about this for a while, and I learned about what do I actually want in a relationship and how can I be a better man in person. Um, came out of that much stronger. Injuries and health issues, um, I had asthma for a long time, and it impacted the way I play sports. In high school, I actually, during the prime of my track and field uh, career, during senior year, running like an 11, 11 out of 11-3, I was, was in crutches for the whole season. And so I ended up actually taking on a coaching and mentorship role, and I built these stronger relationships with people who I wouldn't have otherwise if I was just focused on myself. So I was able to meet new friends that way. Um, the acne thing, I actually had really bad acne, and it used to affect me. And instead, what I did about it, was I basically, to try and overcompensate for what I thought was like bad looks, I started to work a lot on like becoming more generous and trying to make my personality more complimentary. I started to eat way healthier to see if that kind of has any impact. I started to sleep more, drink more water, exercise. So because of this random, whatever, little thing that actually doesn't make too big of an impact on my life, like acne, I ended up becoming a much healthier person. And now that like my face has cleared up a lot more, these habits that I had back then have continued on to now. So it's like over and over. And then even like little day-to-day things, you know, last week or a few weeks ago, I spilled coffee on the laptop. It kind of like, instead of just focusing on, oh my God, I I lost the laptop. I was like, okay, now I have a much higher appreciation for the value of like insurance, Apple care, and just using cloud storage in general. So now I back everything up on iCloud. And it's like these little things that happen in the grand scheme of things, these little things don't bother me anymore because I know there's like, it's okay, you know. Um, like Jim Rohn actually has a really good salesman story about this. It was fascinating. He he goes, um, I believe two men wake up one morning, uh, they're salesmen, and there's a storm outside. So one of them looks out the window and says, oh, my God, there's a storm. Wow. With the weather like this, they can't expect me to go out there and make any sales. This sucks, right? The second guy, so he stays home. The second guy, same morning, looks out the window and sees a storm and goes, wow, what a storm. But he says, you know what? With weather like this, what a great day to go out and make sales. Most probably everyone's staying at home, especially the other salesmen. So it's like the same thing can happen and you can have totally different outlooks on how, how to approach it, right? Um, so this was a little bit long-winded. And I, I would have all these different thoughts in my head based on these two realizations, tying it back a little bit, of like this concept of you can't control life, but you control how you react to it and that connecting the dot story. And something I realized was like when Steve Jobs says this, why can he articulate that so well? He has th- these different people that I've looked up to, right? Naval, Steve Jobs, even some of these other podcast guys like Sean Puri. Um, there's some people, Jordan, Jordan Peterson, they, they have great thoughts that are so well connected and put together. And why can they communicate that so much better than other people? And since they can get their point across, it leads to them having so much more power and influence over the world. And it's like, I, I want to I be like that, you know? One of my main goals in life now is to be able to – four things, and they're all tied together. Write well, speak well, just communicate well in general, and just be able to form properly connected thoughts. And 
this is something I realized over time, and that's actually one of the reasons why recess, Tuesday toast, like these things are helping me with that, and I've seen improvement over time, which makes me feel really good that I'm seeing some sort of progress, even though I'm definitely far from perfect right now. But that's one of the things that's really kept me going, and I've seen with both of us. There's been a lot of improvement in terms of how we articulate our thoughts and just connect them in our heads and these, like, dots that are flying around in our heads of different kinds of ideas, we're able to put them together into one cohesive kind of argument or, or monologue, as I just did. So that was a very long elevator ride. Um, but that gives a little bit of an insight into my mind and what I like about recess. <laughs> All right. That's very different than I was going to take this. I have a couple of things to say about this. Number one, I, I know we both listen to a podcast called My First Million. And two of the hosts on there, one's Sean Puri, one's Sam Parr. Sam Parr's the white guy. Sean Puri's the, the Indian guy. And you know what they say, every white guy's got to have his Indian business partner. And Classic. I love how you only said Sean Puri, not Sam Parr. So no, it's funny no, how you look up to that. him, but that's okay. No, no, um, another thing that I, I'll mention uh, that I thought was interesting was that we have a very similar story in terms of a catalyzing event that shaped kind of our lives. I mean, mine was very similar years in the sense that I lived in Malawi, Africa for some time um, when I was younger, maybe 12 or 13. I'd been there a couple of times, um, and since then I've been. But living there really changed my perspective, very similar to, to your experience did. Um, growing up, I uh, my parents were pretty frugal. And by no means were we like poor by any means. Mm-hmm. We were well off, but my parents were very frugal. And so I didn't always get all the things I wanted, right? And, you know, as a kid, you, like, want the new shoes. You want the coolest thing. Like, go to school and look really, like, whatever. But I didn't have all, like, the new, newest, nicest clothes or whatever. So I kind of get made fun of a little bit for that. And I thought that, like, that I was so, you know, down in the dumps because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then going there and seeing these kids with, like, a trash can so- or trash bag soccer ball they had, like, tied together with trash bags, mm-hmm. having the time of their lives and, like, really kind of shook me like oh man my life's way better than i thought it was and like i should be grateful for things i do have versus wishful for all the things i don't Mm -hmm. and so we had a very similar experience to that and it kind of brought us to similar places um so i thought that was interesting that's fascinating you definitely did take this a very different way than i thought i did Mm -hmm. which is okay um so you're gonna have to help me through this this next spot uh, because I didn't prepare the same monologue you did. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was way too long. I hope we didn't lose half our listeners already in this episode. Um, yeah, shout out mom and dad for still listening. <laughs> um, Mama okay, Harani so still listening for sure. I hope so. Tell the tell the audience who who is Jacob Swinney. What's his What's his wow. story? Wow. Okay. Um, so for the longest time, uh, people would ask me like, "What do you want to do with your life when you're a kid?" You know, everybody's like, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" And I'd always say the same thing. I don't know what I want to do. I just don't want to be behind a desk. That's it. <laughs> I just don't want to be inside. That's the only thing I would say. Um, and then, you know, I had a, an interesting middle school, high school experience. Um, I went to a middle school. There was like eight kids in my graduating class. One other kid besides me graduated high school. Um, a lot of them are doing things that are, uh, like, I don't know, like one of them's like in prison for life and stuff like that, whatever. So I was the odd kid out. Like I was the weirdo in high, in middle school. And so that kind of brought me to like be, uh, like kind of more okay with being like the outsider and stuff, like not following the crowd. Got to high school and the high school I went to was like a feeder high school. So a bunch of different high schools like went to it, uh, or the middle schools went mm-hmm. to it. So, uh, there's like a lot of different people in that 
school. Um, and 95% of them were people that I didn't really want to be around uh, or hang out with or like spend my time with. So I kind of had like a very, very small group of friends, but like not a big one. And on top of that, even in my high school, it was like not a big thing to like, you know, go to college, whatever. Like you probably had a very different experience in high school. I think I've talked mm-hmm. about it kind of on the podcast before, but it wasn't like pushed in that way. In my family, it was like my family's really big about like education and stuff. But in my high school, it wasn't like that. So I didn't have a bunch of like people to look up to to say, oh, this is like the path to go. So I was kind of just like in the dark. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what there was out there. I didn't know any jobs, really. Mm-hmm. I just knew like whatever. I didn't know mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> I was just like, whatever. But my dad and I started this real estate company and I really liked working my hands. So I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, and I spent a lot of time doing that. Um, and then I joined the National Guard uh, to pay for college um, in like 20, when I was like 17. So I did all that. And I really enjoyed that because it was like, you know, I was outside, you know, running through the woods with the boys, like throwing grenades and like shooting guns and stuff. And that was fun. But it wasn't like fulfilling in the sense of like, I didn't really see a future in it because I wanted a lot more for myself than like, I don't know, in the, in the, in the military, there's like very set, clear, like ways to, to progress. Mm-hmm. So right, you do one year and then you progress like this next rank and you get paid this amount of money and then you go next, 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 next. And that like, I wanted more ambiguity, ambiguity where you could like, you have like less downs or more downside because you could fail but you also have way more upside you could like Mm. shoot for the moon but in like a career like that there's no shooting for the moon because there is no moon like you're just Mm -hmm. the best you can do is like the best you can do and it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you do anything more than that because you're never going to get any any more than that so i realized that i wanted like some type of lifestyle where i could succeed Mm -hmm. because i mean when i was in training i was in training for like eight months and it sounds bad to say, but, like, I felt like I was a stud there, like, mm-hmm. because they do, like, you do, like, physical tests. And, like, when it comes to the military, like, a lot of people that join are just, like, there to be there. Like, they're not there because it's, like, their first choice. There's very few of those people. Most people are there because, like, they're, like, well, couldn't go to college, couldn't get a good job. Like, here I am. <laughs> it was, like, mm-hmm. check off all the boxes. Like, Can I get there? Can I get here? And then all the way at the bottom is, like, military. All right. Well, I got nothing better to do, so, like, I'm going to join the military. And there's obviously exceptions to that, but that's most people. So most people were there, like, didn't really want to be there. And, like, when they were there, they're, like, not that good at it and, like, didn't really care to be good at it. And they haven't, like, whatever. So when I was there, I was, like, you know, top of my class or whatever. Like, I, I graduated first in my class and, like, my training or whatever. And... They're just like cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like there's there's no recognition for being the best. It's just like as long as you're meeting a baseline of requirements, you're like good. So that made me want to like find somewhere where being the best actually mattered, right? And then I came to college, applied to one college, wow. <laughs> University of Illinois. <laughs> Got in. And when I was deciding my major, I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't even know like what careers there are, what anything is. Um, what's something that can like do a lot of things? And I was like, well, everywhere, if you have to make money, you have to do business, right? Like business, making money is business. So I'll just do business. I didn't even know what it meant. So mm-hmm. I just like applied to business school, got into business school, came here to business school and was like, okay, like now what? I don't even know. Like now that I heard about like consulting, I heard about banking, I heard about all these different things. I didn't even hear about banking, to be honest. I just heard about consulting. They're like, join, join the consulting academy. Joined it. And I was like, well, it sounds cool. Whatever. <laughs> That's where we met. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> so all this to say is like, I, my path was not very like well thought out in the beginning. It was all just like, well, this is something that can open a lot of doors. Do it. And then like, oh, now there's some open doors. Like, let's look in them. Uh, pick that one. I don't know. Just randomly pick one, go in and like figure it out from there. Um, but now like getting to my senior year of college, about to go in the real world, about to graduate, like figuring out like what I want to do with my life, like actually, like, is it a career? Is it entrepreneurship? What is it? And so all of that boiled down to like this one idea of like freedom, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like having the freedom to do whatever it is that you want to do. And that's like what's big for me right now, because I just don't want to be bogged down by like the requirements of society um, to keep me from doing what I actually want to do, whatever that is, right? So for example, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, the opportunities that you really have to like change your life is very low because you need that paycheck. So you have to go to work because if you don't go to work, you're not going to be able to pay for your bills, right? Um, And so what does that leave you? If you need to change jobs, like you have a buffer of time where you're going to have to be looking for a new job. You can't really leave your job now because you don't have time to look for a new job. So, so you're kind of looking for the job inside and you're just kind of stuck, right? So what all that to say is financial freedom is a really important piece of this like freedom, mm-hmm. right? So you, in order to, to live the life that you want to live and do the things you want to do, whether that's like, you know, kicking your feet up on a beach or whether it's like building a venture that changes the world in some way. Whatever it is, you need some base level of financial freedom in order to do that. So you can have the autonomy of choice to do the things you want to do. So that, that was, that's been like a big thing for me now is just getting mm-hmm. the opportunity to get away from the needs of society in whatever way that is mm-hmm. to like be able to do the things that I want to do. And that's like a big thought behind recess for me is number one for myself and number two for like the people listening is how can... I mean, I feel like a lot of people listening have similar ideas to me in the sense of like, how can we live a life that we want to live based on our terms, mm. not on someone else's terms of like whatever, because it's super easy to get locked up into like, you have to get this good job. You have to make this much money. You have to have this type of car. You have to live in this neighborhood. You have to, um, I don't even know what the other ones are, but there's so many things that like are just, we don't consciously think like, oh, I'm doing this because other people tell me I should. It's because those are just in, like in society, those are things that, are perpetuated to where people think we need to do them so we're doing them and so we're just like basically being like a robot and just going along with the 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 stream that's fall mm-hmm. taking us where we need to go and for some people that streams like to a good like decent place but like the problem is if you don't choose to be on that stream then you're just going to go somewhere you don't want to be do things you don't want to do for people you don't even care about mm-hmm. so what's the point and so all that to say is like <clears throat> right now a big like idea for me behind recess is finding ways to live a life that like we want in a way that we say we want to and not by someone else's rules basically because you don't have to you do like rules that are in society that we just like adhere to for no real reason mm-hmm. wow um i've never heard you articulate that when when you were a kid and people asked you what you want to be when you grew up just anything without a desk i've been thinking about that the last few minutes that's actually pretty powerful like i was saying orthodontist back then um, <laughs> I think that was pretty cool. And also the way you described that opportunity of like the reason you didn't want to stick with the National Guard or military is because you like the high upside but high downside. I'm, I'm exactly with you on that. 
not just living a life of where like, all right, you go one up at a time. It's just like, no, you want to be the best of the best and be re- get recognition for that. I think that's awesome. Um, and like even on that same note of like the dots all connecting, in hindsight, I feel like if I were to ask you, uh, was it worth joining ICA? Because you didn't really care much about consulting. You're just following the stream. If you had the mentality you have now back then, you probably wouldn't have joined ICA. Right? I would have, yeah. You would, would have? have? Yeah, 100%. Why? I, ICA is the Illinois Consulting Academy. And he was kind of just, as you were saying, kind of like going with the flow at that time, right? You're like, oh, you were interested in consulting. She kind of joined this. If, we, if you had never joined that, we would have never met and recess probably would not be a thing. Right. So Consulting Academy, all these different things I've done, I mean, they might not lead me directly to where I'm at now, but they took, they gave me the skills and opportunities in order mm-hmm. to be where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, like the Consulting Academy gave me the basically a bl- blueprint of how to break into a career, mm-hmm. right? And this, in this situation, it was consulting, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to do and I don't want to do. Yeah. But it gave me the blueprint of like, if I did want to get a job, a corporate job somewhere, this is exactly how you figure out how to do so, mm-hmm. which is good. Secondly, it gave me a good network of people like Rohan um, that I met, and that was awesome. So yeah. there's a lot of things that, like, looking looking forward, like, you don't really know. Say say I never wanted to go into consulting, and I joined the consulting academy. So people from the outside can say, that's dumb, right? Exactly. But it could, like, it still could be a great decision for me. Same thing with starting a podcast. People could say, you know, like, how many views do you have? Like, are you making money on it? Like, what's the point of doing it? Mm-hmm. It might seem stupid, like, from the outside, but from... Like, they don't know what your internal motivations yeah. are. And so there's so many things that you can build into that that can make something worth it, even when it's not on the surface from the outside looking in, worth it, quote so, unquote. So agree. Last week, um, Jacob and I were about – we record Mondays and Wednesdays here. Um, and we walk in. I'm setting up the mics and everything. And while I'm setting up, I just see Jacob, like, jotting down on the whiteboard looking like he's solving some crazy, like, <clears throat> math equation. I don't know what he was doing. And then he shows me this board, and it's like – Trying to us trying to define where we're at and realigning on our podcast goals. Um, so first, we wrote down our goals on the board, which was like same things from the beginning: become better speakers, better communicators, uh, including like articulating our thoughts. Maybe eventually monetize, but that was last on the spectrum. Meet cool new people, create a brand around this, right? Uh, hold ourselves accountable to learn cool new topics. Anyways, we did all this stuff, and then we were like looking at our episodes, and we were trying to define a little bit. Do we want to be broad and appeal to everyone or do we want to be niche and specific? I was like, how can we be niche and specific if we haven't even defined a niche? And so that's when we're like, okay, maybe we have to take, take a step back and figure out what that niche would even be. And basically, like Jacob was say, just saying, um, living life on your own terms. That's something that we both have f- felt like if you want to do – we use the consulting example. Let's just ride with that. If you want to do consulting because you actually like the opportunities you'll get, you'll be able to meet a lot of different people in a short amount of time span. You'll be able to interact with different kinds of clients and industries in a short amount of time, good exit opportunities towards something you actually want to do. Great. But a lot of people are not living on their own terms. They're just going with the flow, right? And that's kind of what we defined it, narrowed it down to. So we say we're like the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs. But entrepreneur is not just someone who forms an LLC. It, it, that's not what we mean by this. Anyone who wants to kind of create a life of their own, build their own stuff and create more so just creating anything, right? We've had authors and app developers and people who just do that kinds of stuff. So that's kind of the niche that we're defining it a little bit more. Too. And everyone does those things. They create something for different reasons, right? But the well, you can boil each one of those reasons down, whether it's money, whether it's fame, whether it's whatever it is. For freedom. It, all comes down to the same core idea, in my opinion, 
for 99% of people. I mean, obviously, there's going to be exceptions for everything. But it comes down to the core, same core idea, which is I want to do the things that I want to do. Yes. Right? And not the things that someone else tells me I should do or mm-hmm. things I have to do. Because it's very different to write a paper for a school project versus writing a book that you really care about. Mm-hmm. Very different. Very. And so that's something that I really look up to, somebody that, that does the things that they want to do. And they might be same the same actions. Two people could do the exact same actions, but one could be doing them because they want to do it. The other person could be doing it because they have to do it or mm-hmm. think they have to do it. And those are two very different things. Even though they're the same actions, on the surface it looks the same. We each have the same exact job. You're doing it because you love it. I'm doing it because I have to do it because I think that's what my parents want me to do or that's what I'll get a paycheck for doing. Mm-hmm. Those are two very different things. And so the person that's doing it because they love to do it is going to have a very different life than the person that's doing it because they have to. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people that are doing things because they feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. And they might not even consciously realize that, that they have. They feel like they have to do it, but they're just doing the things like their parents have always told them you need to go to college and get a good job, so they're doing that. They, they have people that they know that are getting good, high-paying careers or whatever, and they need to follow suit in order to fit in. You know, like they are in a school where certain different companies are pushed because those companies are giving the school money to push those companies. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to those companies because they think they're the best companies there are. But the problem is they don't realize that like so the reason they're pushed is because there's what the money is. And yeah. so there's so many opportunities out there and it's so easy to just fall in and go along with the flow without taking a stop second to stop and think, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? Do I actually want to do this? Is this what's right for me? Or is this what I'm doing because it's it's either easy, simple, or it's what I feel like I have to do or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. The other day I met a 21-year-old freshman. So he's he's in classes with a bunch of 18-year-olds, but he's 21. And so I'm like, what's the story here? So he took two gap years. Um, for some context, he has five siblings who basically all went to Ivy Ivy level colleges. Yeah, Harvard, Yale, Northwestern, and a few others. That could be a little bit wrong. And what did he do? He took a he got into computer science at Michigan, but he said, "You know what? I'm taking a gap year." He really was into cooking. He moved to Boulder, Colorado, and became a chef for a year. Learned a ton of stuff there. Worked in a restaurant uh, where he, no one else could even speak English. He was in a place where they were only speaking Spanish and he was like learning on the spot. Then he came home and he was about to go to college and he's like, you know what? No, th- this was kind of I, – I loved doing what I just did. Um, then he, beca- he loved dogs. He loved training dogs. And he became a dog trainer and had 20 clients that he was just training dogs for for the entire next year. And now he's ended up here at school um, because of like other personal interests that he wants to pursue. But that's the kind of thing that I want to see more out of people where – you're not just doing something because everyone tells you, here's what you got to do. Everyone goes to college right now, so you have to go to college now. It's like, no, if I want to do X, I'm going to do X and live life on my own terms. That's kind of the message that, at least from my perspective, we want to we wanna put out there. Yeah, so we had actually made a podcast that got deleted because it was on the destroyed Mac, right? <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Um, nobody listening remembers this because it was never posted anywhere <laughs> because it was deleted because it, there was coffee all over it. But... This podcast was about how to spot a high agency person, how to be in a high agency person, what is a high agency person, right? And we talked all about this. And a high agency person is basically someone that is doing exactly what we're saying. They're going away from the things that they think they have to do. They're just doing – they're doing things that they want to do, right? So we had like a list of things that – like defined a high agency person and I'm actually looking for it right now, but I can't find it. So that's kind of a shame, but it was a good list. And the list basically was like, here, I found it. 
okay, a list of things that people have that you can sh- that can show you like if they're a high agency person. And the like I said before, a high agency person is basically like someone that just does things on their own terms, right? So like for example, if someone has a weird teenage hobbies, or um, you can never guess what their opinions are, or they have like the immigrant mot- mentality, like they've moved away from the hometown and like done something very different with their lives. Um, they're nice to your face and mean behind your back. Or not the other way around. They're mean to your face, but behind, <laughs> nice behind your back. <laughs> so it's basically like people that are high agency are people that like we find ourselves aligning with and we want to be more like. Is like people that are open to doing things that are different than everyone else is doing, open to failure, open to being not the same as everyone else. Being seen as weird. Open, yeah, open to being different. Not for the sake of being different and not for the sake of being not like everyone else, but for the sake of doing what's actually true to themselves and being more authentic to who they really are versus just going along with the crowd and doing whatever everyone mm-hmm. else should it, be doing. Yeah, one, one of my other favorite Steve Jobs quotes is like, um, the ones who are weird enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. You know, It's those oddballs, I think, that really that we're attracted to. And it's so true. Another quote. I think it's Steve Jobs as well. Steve Jobs got a lot of good quotes. <laughs> but what did he say? He said, look around. Everything around you, yeah. look at it. Take a second. You see that? All, all that is just literally made by someone else who's probably dumber than you because they don't have the same like technological advances that you do. They, don't have the, they built all the things that you're living in. And 20 years ago, the people that were like, I don't know, building the new cars or whatever that were coming out. They didn't have an iPhone. They couldn't just look up something on YouTube to figure it out. They had to go to like a, a library, look in the freaking encyclopedia, like whatever, whatever it is, like yeah, figure it out. And you have so much information at your fingertips. And if you look around, every single thing around you besides like nature was built by someone else. Like someone else created this, even the social construct that we're in, right? Like what is college? Someone built that. Everything. And so if you realize that, like you truly realize that, then like why does it have to be the same? It's always changed forever. Tw- look back 20 years, we didn't have iPhones. We didn't have – we barely even had the internet, right? Like we didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And like 20 years from now, I'm sure it will be so much different, but it will be different because the people that look around and say, I want it to be different mm-hmm. and this is the way I want it to be and so I'm going to make it that way mm-hmm. versus the people that are sitting there and saying – Going with the flow of whatever well, like. They, everyone says I should go and get a good job, so I'm going to go get a j- good job or like whatever. Or my mom said I need to be a doctor, so I'm going to study to be a doctor even though I hate biology or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's nothing wrong with being a doctor. But the we problem doctors, is what's and there's wrong lots of with people being a doctor love... is if you don't want to be a doctor yeah. and you go and be a doctor and you're living a life you hate just because you think that's what you have to do in order to succeed. And it's not true. Yeah. And so that's the whole point of like recess to us mm-hmm. is that's what we came down to is like – there's, for lack of better words, a word that's been going around recently is the Matrix, right? The Matrix, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but the movie basically is a bunch of people are plugged in to the Matrix and they're living a life that's like artificially created. And so you can break out of that Matrix and realize what's actually going on in like real life. Mm-hmm. The problem is most people don't and it's kind of scary too. And so the thing is like in the movie, you break out of the Matrix and you realize, you see the world for what it actually is. You realize... Like things are not what they seem to be or whatever and things don't have to be the way they are. And I'm not in this like programmable world where every like the, you have to follow all these like little rules or whatever. And so the one of the big 
takeaways that we had from our whiteboarding session was basically that you don't have to be where you don't want to be and you can yeah escape escape the matrix for a lack of better terms um so i guess that was pretty long-winded right that was to tie it all back of like why we're what we're doing here with recess for the internal side it's becoming better communicators and just being able to think about thoughts on a deeper level for the external side is spread this message of life doesn't have to be what you think it is just because that's what everyone else is telling you it is. You can live the life that you want on your own terms if you just think a few levels deeper. And there's a lot of different ways to do that, right? There's mental models that you can do to like, you know, get yourself out of that same mindset. Or there's, you know, steps you can take in order to, you know, make more money because at some point you need money to do the things you want to do. Or there's a lot of different things. So, and some of that's, a lot of that's from an entrepreneurial lens, which the entrepreneurial thing to us just means like, basically doing your own thing um, and not following someone else's like orders, know, orders or whatever like a job would be. And, right? like, and both of us have full-time jobs. And we do also do want to be entrepreneurs on the side, potentially entrepreneurs full-time in the future, right? So it's not about if you don't, don't see yourself wanting to be an entrepreneur, that's okay. The difference is you realize it as an option and you say – I'm not choosing that option because I don't want to. And I'm choosing this option because I want to versus saying that I don't have any other option. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole thing behind recess is like, how do we live the life we want? Why do we live the life we want? What is the life we want? And like, how do we get there basically? And all those things put together into a podcast that like someone can easily digest while at the same time, we're getting better skills at it, communicating. Couldn't have said it better myself. And we are not like perfect at this yet either. We are learning as we're going and we want to share these lessons that we experience throughout life and through the different guests we bring on with you. Yeah. So I guess we didn't really talk too much about like specifically who we are or what we like are all about, but that's okay. I think we gave it good enough. I think if you uh, keep, keep listening, you'll definitely lives. be hearing more <laughs> from us, more out of our, our mouths. Nice more upsell uh, there. Yeah. So <laughs> stay right. in touch. Uh, keep listening. 34 thank, minutes Thank in. you for 50 episodes. Yes. Um, for all the support we've Seriously, gotten. Seriously, thank you it's guys. It's been amazing. Um, really appreciate it. We couldn't have done it without you guys. Like, it's hard to stay motivated to do something over and over and over again mm-hmm. when there's no feedback. And so the feedback really means a lot. Yeah. And we really appreciate all the stuff and we get. And we have get. each other, brother. And yeah, appreciate <laughs> you. All right. With that, see you next time. See ya. Peace out.